And that's why I kicked your leg out of your leg. You will rest in peace. Basketballs don't hold grudges. He got a bicycle. Hello and welcome to the WrestleCube. Cube. <laughs> I like that, that we do that now every time. It's great. Um, my name is Tom Mimner, uh, and this is Daniel Akinbola. Cube. Hello. Um, how are you doing? I'm good, man. I'm good. You know, it's uh, 2020. Lots of good wrestling. Um, and much of it we'll talk about now. Yeah, yeah. It's been. It's, it's you know, um, it is 2020, and. Uh, <laughs> It started off um, with with quite a lot of wrestling suddenly out of nowhere, a um, whole bunch of, which is great. But I'm also I'm a bit I've got a bit of wrestling fatigue now after a pretty pretty busy week. Um, we should say we're recording this um, a few days after the Royal Rumble, so oh, yeah. um, we'll we'll have a little chat about that in a minute. But um, yeah, I think the first thing I'd like to dive straight into uh, is uh, the NWA's Hard Times pay-per-view from uh, the hardest last of times. week. Yes, the uh, the hardest of all times. Solid, all rock times. solid hard times. <laughs> I try to think of other erection jokes, but I can't. I was going to say that's so. a reference only one person's going to get, but, yeah, uh, yeah, true. but to be fair, I mean, I don't even know if that one person is listening to this. Probably not. Probably uh, not. He'll lie. I don't blame him. I don't blame yeah, him. Fair enough. It's, it's fine. Um, Cool. Um, well, yeah. So, um, NWA Hard Times, um, which took place uh, on last Friday. I can't remember the date, um, but it was uh, from the uh, the NWA Arena. Uh, yeah, which is, is uh, you know GPB Studios, which is quite nice. Um, and yeah, um, quite a uh, quite a stacked card for the most part. Um, although all built quite last minute, weirdly. A lot of matches. Yeah, a lot of matches. Um, yeah. Thankfully, because it was the television title tournament. All of them, well, the vast majority of the matches were six minutes and five seconds long in terms of a time limit. So they were all very, while there was, you know, 11 matches on this card, I think, they all moved quite quickly. Um, I guess uh, let's talk about the TV title tournament as a whole, because rather than getting into everything specifically, because they told quite a few interesting stories. And I think it'd be quite nice just to talk about that in general terms rather than getting into the minutiae of it. Because again, there are a lot of matches. So, um, I suppose, um, we'll talk about some of the competitors, I guess. Um, first, uh, first of all, I just want to have a quick chat about Zicky Dice. Zicky Dice. Zicky Dice is, uh, I didn't know what the hell was going on there. I had never heard of Zicky Dice before. Um, I, I want to know what you think of Zicky Dice before. I mean, I think, I think he is definitely outlandish. <laughs> definitely, um, they were definitely trying to push how outlandish he is. You know what? It's weird though. Like he turned up on um, uh, on Power a few weeks ago, um, and out of nowhere, not had not been on there previously, and he won these qualifiers to get into the tournament, which yeah. is fine. And at first, I thought, God, this guy looks terrible, and I can't understand this gimmick in 2020. Or doesn't make any sense to me. But. <laughs> After a little while, he's grown on me quite a lot. Quite a lot. Has he? <laughs> yeah, I think it's like it's it's a sort of it's a bit like Joey Janela or someone like that. It's, it's yeah. a dumb gimmick, but I quite like it. Like it's it's deliberately stupid. And although I will say, now that I'm going to tell you this, you're never going to be able to unsee it. 
Um, it, it, it does appear that on the underneath of his tights, uh, he has had airbrushed a vagina. Oh, dude, that's the one. <laughs> I know, <laughs> oh, no. but it does, it does suit the character quite well. Oh, it's just horrible. Oh, God. I want nothing to do with this. <laughs> yeah, um, but so he's he's grown on me a little bit. His his ring style is is fine. Um, yeah, I there think, was nothing outstanding about it. It was just kind of stuff. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> one thing that the NWA does really well is they maximize the little things that people do, and yeah. the in ring product. You don't necessarily necessarily have to be somebody who's doing, you know, matches no. that go, you know, a mile a minute. You don't have to have a style that's necessarily that impactful. I mean, look at the Rock and Roll Express, for God's sakes. Yeah, you exactly. Know, <laughs> like, it works because of the connection with the crowd and mm. the audience being so into everything, but also because they tell stories really effectively. And yes. that means that's, that's that you can get say, away yeah. with hiding people's limitations a little bit. And Zicky Dice, I think, is a great example of that. He doesn't have to be the best technician in the world, but he tells stories in the ring by being this outlandish character that allows other people to bounce off him quite well, which uh, it does it, surprisingly well. I think it's worked okay. Um, yeah. He, um, he was obviously eliminated by Dan Moff. Um, Who I quite liked. I'd never seen him before, but I really liked the match between him and Trevor Murdoch. I, I, that was just two big boys going off against each other. I, I oh, saw, yeah. I didn't yeah. really know much about him, but I really enjoyed that. And, you know, it, it's the sort of thing that I, I, I have, you know, in a world where, uh, you know, a lot of wrestling seems to be predicated around uh, high-impact flippy moves and strikes and stuff, there's nothing more refreshing than two big lads just, just knocking the shit just, out of each other. Yeah, just punching each other in the face. It, it is quite refreshing. Like You don't see yeah. it very often anymore. I, I, I never used to like it as a kid because I was all about triple backflips through burning tables <laughs> and stuff. But now the older I get, I'm like, yeah, it's a, bunch of, a couple of guys punching each other. And, you know, it kind of goes back to what you said about the way this show is and because how intimate the 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 you know it is between them and the audience so the matches don't have to be that technical or anything yeah, because the stories are st- uh, it's easier to tell the stories i guess right because the audience is right there which is why the matches also don't have to be as long because they can tell an actual story in the in the you know in the actual matches really quickly and i thought this was this was a really good one between trevor murdoch and dan Murphy. it was just I, yeah, I really. Which it. one of these big dudes is the bigger dude? <laughs> essentially, there's something, and like maybe, maybe it is just part of his character. I don't know. There's something really unsettling about Dan Moff. Like, <laughs> I, not that I would ever say it to his face. I'm sure he would. He would kill Hell me no. just by looking at me. But um, there's something like deeply unsettling in the most effective way. Like he's he he troubles me. Like I look at him and I'm like, he's I, just so big. He, he just looks like he'd kill you. Yeah, he's and such a big human being. It really unsettles me that he's like I don't know. There's something about him that I find really like, and it, I don't mean that in, like in a bad way. I mean like it's perfect for his character. There's just something yeah, about yeah. him that I find deeply troubling in in the best way. Um, and it's, I mean, he was a good addition here. I mean, yeah, for sure. More so, he went further than I expected, which was good. Um, it's nice they had a bit that as a surprise. Uh, Matt Cross, I thought, is always pretty reliable, so he was good. I thought he might go further, but he obviously was out in that first first round. Mm-hmm. Which um, um, it's weird. Matt Cross is really good, um, but I always think that he was better in Lucha Underground when he was wearing a mask. It's really weird. <laughs> you just don't like his face. 
No, do you know, it's not that. Like, <laughs> I don't know what it is. He, play, he played this biker called Son of Havoc in a, in a, with a mask on in Lucha Underground. And something about that gimmick really resonated. And I don't know what it is. It just it just seemed to work. And seeing him in his, you know, with his, like, actually quite kind face, um, <laughs> it just doesn't work as well. Tries to hide behind facial hair. Yeah, he just seems like he's probably quite a nice guy, which is unfortunate because it, it sort of takes away some of the uh, the intimidation factor there. But, um, um, I mean, he he, uh, he obviously went out quite early as well. Yeah, I can't even remember that match. Uh, was it even I, Ricky I literally, Yeah, with Ricky Starks. Yeah. Who, who I'm not... I don't get. <laughs> Ricky Starks... I don't know if I get him. Ricky Starks is very good. Uh, yeah? I think in ring for, for yes. compared to the rest of again you know in a place where it, he stands out because his ability to do a little bit more in the ring than perhaps quite a lot of the rest of the roster allows him to be a little bit more of a focal point and because he's a lot younger and I I, th- I find his work on the microphone a little bit not cringeworthy but it feels a bit try hard because that's the thing, NWA is full of if what it lacks in wrestling quality, it makes up for in just personality. Everybody has so much charisma. So something about him, I just I don't know. Ugh. It's a funny and one, his though. nickname's weird too. It's what Stroke Daddy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not, I don't want to say that with my mouth. <laughs> yeah, it does feel a bit weird. However, however, Stroke I think Daddy. it's the sort of thing that it feels like given. I mean, this is obviously his first opportunity on this kind of platform, like anything yeah. of this size. And I think with time and a bit of seasoning, he could be a really, a really important person for the NWA. They're obviously yeah. building him up using the um, the TV title, which I think is a good move. Um, and it's a funny thing. he's He could be a really effective heel, I think, down That's the road. I think. Yeah, he's got heel vibes all over it. But I think you have to have him as a babyface first in order yeah. to maximise that. Maybe he... I think him becoming an embittered, uh, arrogant heel as a result of the fans not, you know, supporting him or whatever. And, you know, I don't know. I'm getting sort of... No, obviously, I'm not, I'm not making this comparison in terms of quality, in terms of, you know, potential or anything. But I'm getting some early Rocky Maivia kind of vibes off him a little bit. Like now you said it. Now you said it. Yes, there's a bit of that in there. Like, yeah, not not maybe not early mocking my beer in so much as when he was like the blue chipper and like just the 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 really nice good guy when he first became the rock. Like before he really got into himself when he first joined the nation. Say, I think that's like late ninety seven, mid to late ninety seven. Before he really got into his stride. There's there's something there about it. There's definitely something there with him, but he hasn't quite fully realised it yet. He's definitely got the in ring. That's that's for sure. Oh so. yeah. Oh definitely. And and yeah, you can see that. And he was a real workhorse in this tournament. I thought. He yeah. Was, especially the match with Tim Storm. I really enjoyed. That was a good that was, match. That was excellent. That um, one I enjoyed. Mostly because also he's. I think Tim Storm is an underrated talent as well, and I, it was unfortunate the booking of him in this tournament because. I feel like something obviously happened with uh, Mr. Anderson and he wasn't there. So it's not ideal to give your veteran underdog babyface 
um, a bye in the first round. Yeah, for real. It doesn't, and then to lose in the second round, despite being the fresher man, it tells a good yeah, story so, for Ricky Starks. But yeah, I'm exactly. Not sure that that was necessarily what they'd always intended. Some things, obviously. Yeah, I just assumed maybe he would, like they were like, oh well, if we put him over Tim Storm, then we're really pushing this guy. And then we're oh, really... I think that I think that was always the plan. But okay, with I, I assume that Mr. Anderson missed his flight or something, <laughs> or it's like, whoa, so much whiskey. In hookers in this room <laughs> oh shit i gotta be in a pay-per-view <laughs> so yeah I, I can only assume that there's there's something there that went on and they had to rejig their booking plans but yeah i mean it's fine and it's interesting um i don't know if you've seen power this week as yet no not this week um they introduced something called the lucky seven rule Ooh, uh, where if you defend the television title seven times successfully uh, you get a world title shot. That's a really nice gimmick. I like that. It's good. And it's interesting that Tim Storm can't technically challenge for the world title anymore. But what if he won the TV title and there won seven defenses in a row? Hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I wonder if that's the story arc. I wonder if that's where we're going back round at some point later in the year. Yeah, I wonder what their big like. I wonder what their big marquee show is going to be. And the next one, they say they're going to be doing at a prop like or a bigger venue. So it's it'd the... be nice to see a proper pay per view. You yeah. know what I mean? Or as, although I enjoy these, um, it'd be nice to see them with a proper audience, like a it'd real. Be interesting to see what it's like in a bigger setting as well. I've seen I've seen the stuff they did yeah. pre Power, but in the sort of po- in the Power era, what what they can do in the kind of yeah. In, in that vein. Um, it doesn't need to be that much bigger either. No, the I show don't, is, I don't yeah. think it will be. I think it will be, it'll end up being, I mean, it doesn't sound like they've got a venue currently. Okay. Uh, or a date. It's just going to be in April. So, okay. um, I guess we'll find out more about that in the coming weeks. But, um, yeah, certainly, you know, it was one of those things that it's nice to see. I like that they keep using um, Stu Bennett to unveil these things as well. Yeah. <laughs> I like the the fact that he gets to whip out his old catchphrase and now has found a new one. That was really funny. Yeah. I really enjoyed that. How was he not in a bit like, but I'm glad he's at NWA, but how has no one seen how talented this guy is? And why is it, why was he allowed to be a free agent for so long? So, it must have been his choice because I think so. he's so talented. I don't think he wants to wrestle and I don't think uh. he wants to do, he does a lot of acting and a lot of stuff oh, okay. from what I gather. And I think he's making a, a lot, a good wage doing that and probably doesn't want to take all the damage of being a full-time wrestler. Also, to, to be honest, he also is young enough and talented enough that he knows that at any point, should he so wish to do, gets the itch oh. to do it. He could, he could walk into WWE, you know, turn up as a surprise in the Royal Rumble. He's but got... I mean, doing this, he's so good at this. Oh, yeah. And, and uh, like, being a commentator, he's like one of the best out of nowhere. <laughs> for him as well, if he doesn't want to work full time doing the wrestling thing, he's got other commitments. This probably uh, works out great because they do what? Two days of taping and then nothing for eight weeks and then a pay-per-view. I mean, it's, it's perfect. Uh, good point. That is a good point. Um, but yeah, uh, I, I, he was a real asset on this show, I thought, as well. Him and yes. Joe Galley have really hit a rhythm now and I'm, I'm very pleased... Um, to hear that i actually uh for one of my other projects i, I recently got to speak to joe galley um oh yes and um he may have recorded a little something for us you might hear that in a little <laughs> while um yeah Cube! <laughs> he's um he's very nice uh, but he he said he was um he's a big fan of um how it's all worked out with him and uh him and Stu bennett um yeah, and, they're a great um, 
it's one of those things that I actually think that it might actually be a better fit having Stu Bennett in this role now that they've clicked and they're doing really well and he's such an asset to the broadcast yeah. than Jim Cornette ever was. Oh, for sure. And I think, I think it's... We, we said this mm. last time, but having Jim Cornette as a link to the past initially to draw people in was great. But I think he'd already lived out his shelf life before he got himself into trouble. And actually, having Stu Bennett come in now has been perfect. I'm a big fan. Yeah, I think it's elevated the show. It's elevated the classiness of it. And yeah, I, I'm, I, I didn't. I was quite upset, I guess, when um, Jim Cornette left because, or well, well, not left, but you know, was taken off active television duty because I was like, oh no, it's going to ruin the feel. But he's been he's been channeling this kind of old school uh, world of rest, a uh, world of sport kind of, you know traditional commentating which i really appreciate like it just with everything else on the show it's just they really they really they really pay attention to the traditions of professional wrestling the way it used to be and the way it should be as well so and i think yeah his classiness really helps with that so i think yeah it does help though you know you talk about the the classiness and the kind of the traditional element i don't think i could watch three hours of this a week hell no. no one hour is perfect this is the thing it's perfect as something to watch that's one hour a week and then a pay-per-view every once in a while if there were more hours of this i don't know if that it would necessarily sustain my interest in the same way that it has it might but it like i could watch a lot more wwe than i could nwa probably because the presentation or AEW because the presentation is yeah. is more modern but this is something that i enjoy because it's not that it's a great palette it's an hour yeah I, I mean, I'm out. I'm like, this is. I wish the Raw was an hour. You know, I wish SmackDown was an hour. I, like, it's like, um, yeah. I really, I think they pack in so much in that time. Also, there's I mean, no filler. It's just you, uh, let's get you, to it. Let's have fun. If you don't mind uh, waiting six or seven days, uh, you know, you can now watch a one-hour version of Raw on Channel Five. Oh snap! Then I I can definitely wait six or seven. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I can one thousand. Yeah, me too. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So there's a there's a one hour highlight show on Saturday morning for SmackDown and Sunday morning for Raw, starting uh, possibly even this weekend. I'm not sure. It's soon yeah, anyway. Certainly, should we have a talk about at some point? I, you probably know um, more about the exact um, the exact changes because. Um, I haven't actually looked at those probably. So maybe maybe after we talk about the pay-per-views, we can have a quick talk about all of the changes for programming. Um, uh, yeah, 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 absolutely. In the UK anyway, specifically. Yeah, um, yeah. Somewhere else. Uh, if we're lucky enough to have someone in another country listening to this, it might not apply to you. It's fine. It's fine. I mean, we'll, we'll keep it brief. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, um, certainly um, the rest of, of Hard Times... Um, I think the, the TV tournament generally was a success for me. I think. Overall. Yeah, it was fun. And I think you've you've made Ricky Starks. You've set up uh, Trevor Murdoch as well. I thought was fantastic. Yeah, he was really good. I kind of wanted him to win the whole thing, but but you tell a story with this sort of journeyman veteran getting that far. He was he didn't need to win. He, he no. he's been elevated just by getting to the to the finals. And yeah, it's it's it, and he looks. It was nice that you have such a contrast of both aesthetically and also in terms of style between him and Ricky Starks. And their yeah. journeys, while similar, were also different enough that it made for quite a compelling final, which I think it worked really, really well. Yeah, yeah. No, so did I. It was really good. 
it was a good it was a good tournament i i think that was one of the highlights of the show oh definitely um, i'm trying to think um i guess if we, we do a quick run through some of the other stuff yeah so um we can uh, talk about the uh the tag title three-way that was fine yeah i mean <laughs> yeah anything involving gonna... the rock and roll express is always going to be yeah very well structured and uh very orchestrated and probably yes. Like, for the safety of these two 60-plus-year-old men, I mean, it's necessary. And the hips made of friggin', I don't know, peanut brittle at this point. I've really enjoyed them on these shows, but I'm also quite glad they're moving the tag titles away from them now. Yeah, and to other things. I, th- I think it was the right time. Yeah, and I like Eli Drake and James Storm. I think they've, um, I, I don't know, have they worked together in the past? I, I mean, they will have worked opposite each other certainly in tna but i don't think they were ever a tag team in tna which um uh they, they're really good together it's a really good yeah, fit they're really good together i mean how um, is how is eli drake not world champion somewhere already yeah this doesn't make sense but this is this is definitely elevating him and yeah I, I, you know the scary thing is it's elevating a lot of people um i mean i guess a lot of these guys have already been in you know roh and, and whatnot but TNA. TNA. There's a lot exactly. of guys who, who I think prior to NWA Power won't, will have not been getting offers from many places because they had that TNA stink on them a little bit. Yeah. Like James Storm something... especially. And he's he's a revelation compared to he's his really TNA good. days. He's really good. He's Eli Drake is really good. Like, but the, yeah, that TNA stink. <laughs> but it's, it's so Again, true. Like, all over him. And you've got the, it's, you know, this, um, this Eli Drake... There's something that he used to do in uh, TNA that really bothered me, which is that he would constantly refer to people as dummy, right? (laughs) And he's really dialed back on that. And instead he's got this, this, yeah. 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 (laughs) But you know what? It's terrible. I I know, but it's great, isn't it? (laughs) Yeah. It's terrible in the best possible way. And like (laughs) the the audience really buy into him pointing three times and saying his name, you know, and you know what? It's no more silly than the people's eyebrow. He did say the bottom line, and I almost <laughs> spat my tea yeah. out. <laughs> but it was like, you know, if you want to shed those um, the criticisms that you're aping two of the best in, in wrestling, maybe don't use their catchphrases. I mean, if, you, but... if you're going to ape anybody, though. I mean, yeah, it's, exactly. It's, yeah. Not, it's not the worst people to choose. Yeah, good point. Um, I mean, I'm still still not wholly sold on the, uh, the wild cards, but, I mean, they're perfect. They're yeah. fine as muscle for... Um... <laughs> muscle dudes yeah for, uh, hey. for strictly business so it's fine oh yeah it works it works I'm, I'm just glad they didn't put the tag titles back on them i actually i think having eli drake and um and james storm it's something fresh it's something different i'm, I'm totally They're fine too good that. not to be like have some gold on them and i yeah, guess definitely. they seem to have a longer plan for what they're doing with their heavyweight championship so and obviously um, the north american title is tied up now with uh aaron stevens and the question mark <laughs> Which is fantastic. <laughs> I um, we might as well get onto that now. Actually, I, I um, weirdly, despite the fact that I thought he looked like he was hobbling around and not very, uh, oh, not very um, able, Scott Steiner looked okay. I thought he looked okay, but he shouldn't do this again. No, I mean, I, I can imagine he went to an ice bath and cried after this. The suplexes still look good. Yeah, yeah, he's still, still, he's still got the suplex. Yeah, he can I mean, still. It does make me a bit sad now, though, that he's still carrying on to the age where he has to wear a T-shirt. Yeah. I mean, it's, and it's, it's a little bit, yeah. He hobbled to the ring like his hips were made of, of lies. Like, <laughs> sadness. Like, and he did so well uh, 
Uh, Aaron Stevens as continues to be hilarious. This whole thing continues to be funny. Um, well, <laughs> but way, you know what you don't. Like, it's very like it, it. It's not something that I noticed before. But stand, seeing him stand across from Scott Steiner and be bigger than him. Aaron Stevens a is dude. a big dude. Yeah. He's a big ass dude, so that's why I was like, okay, um, that yeah, it was it was funny just seeing the two in comparison. Really brought home just how big Aaron Stevens is as a guy. Um, once again, though, the, the quality of of the work that he's doing in NWA, I once again, I feel like it's not long until. A lot of these guys maybe jump ship at some point if their profile gets high enough and the, the money's is, though, right. I just don't know where they would go that they're going to have. More yeah. Free. The thing is, most of these guys, this is the beauty of it, is that a lot of these guys, maybe not Eli Drake, because I could see maybe he, he might have bigger aspirations, but like James Storm was in NXT and decided he didn't want to stay there because he, I mean, he got onto TV and everything, but he didn't want to stay because he was time away from his family and he wasn't really up for that. He wanted something with a, a more relaxed schedule. It's fine. NWA offers that to him and allows him to still yeah, do indie true, games. True. Whereas, you know, something, and there's a lot of these guys that that's going to be really attractive for them. And, you know, Aaron Stevens, for example, I know the jokes are there about him being an actor, but he has genuinely been off doing acting. So do you think, is this just then, hey, do you like wrestling but have other stuff going on in your life? And I you don't a little bit. On that big grind, then. <laughs> a lot of these guys, I think, wrestling is their main income, but they also want to do other things. They've seen the success of other people branching out. And also, you know, this is a smarter generation of guys who perhaps are preparing for a life after wrestling. So they don't have yeah. to be doing what the Rock and Roll Express are doing. <laughs> I was about to say, there is no life after wrestling. It there just, can be. Once you start, it just doesn't get he's still in wrestling yeah i know but that's not his primary wage earner he does lots of other stuff true true like you know and that's that's great for him and also he's in wrestling but he's transitioned into being a commentator in his 30s like with yeah that's that's on that used to be rare but so on him so good on him you know but i mean yeah um so yeah i mean i really enjoyed that i thought the the question mark who obviously went out of the tournament quite early um was was excellent. The game of death uh, tracksuit was a uh, was a nice touch. That was so good. That made me laugh. I enjoyed that a lot, <laughs> quite a bit. Um, it's just brilliant, isn't it? It's just such a brilliant gimmick, and they keep finding new ways to make it more more entertaining. And I'm kind of sad though because it looks like they're going to be um, tearing it apart. I guess no, no, no. Okay, no. It, it, <laughs> I had watched. I had watched Power. Uh, okay, I, that's I will tell you now that there is no. There's not even a hint of that on Power. Therefore, oh, fantastic. Good. Don't. It's keep it going forever i love it so yeah i think i think we're okay um but yeah it, uh, that was again it was a, a fine match uh mostly comedy really but that's just what aaron stevens does and it, it was perfect for what it needed to be it's a nice break from the tag the, the tournament as well yeah yeah oh you've you've gone all quiet can you hear me now it's, it's like oh. you're quite far away uh, you know what? It's because my microphone decided to uh, do a backflip. Oh, that'll, that'll do. It. That'll do. It. Live production, people. Um, but yeah, it's one of those things that I, um, I, I certainly think it was a a, a very solid uh, break from the TV title tournament, and it, it, it worked really well on the card. Um, yeah. There's two matches left that I think we need to talk about. Um, yes. We'll, we'll, they're both world championships in their own right. Let's let's talk about uh, Nick Aldis and uh, yeah. Flip Gordon first. Flip Gordon does nothing for me. I'm sorry. No? I just you don't, don't like Flip Gordon? 
there's just something about him that just feels really disingenuous. It's the thing that I used to have with Cody Rhodes, <laughs> where it feels like somebody playing a wrestler rather than being a wrestler. It's it's weird. I thought he was all right. I thought he was all right. I, I don't know too much about him, but you know, he he played the the role of professional wrestling man quite well. Uh, he was one of the most. He was one of the more talented people on the show in terms of the in ring actual. You know, but I think that's almost but, problematic. Well, you think so? Because he, he looks like a professional wrestler. So, like that made it, like you know, what was uh, watching those two wrestle was like, oh wow, a wrestling match. <laughs> but if I wanted to watch oh, Ring of yes. Honor, I'd watch Ring of Honor. True, but I, I thought their match still kind of had. It still wasn't. It wasn't. You know, it was good. It was. It was kind of. It, it fit in with the NWA milieu. Just about. Of, um, Just about. Of, of yeah. He said it was it was more professional than the other matches, rather than you know the other matches still kind of had yeah, that old school. I guess so. I'm telling a story like, oh, you hurt my arm, the person's hurt my arm, they're such a villain, blah blah blah. It was more yeah, flippity mc wrestling stuff. I but think also they good. they telegraphed that Flip Gordon wasn't winning by making it a title match, and also by putting a stipulation on it for the future Marty Skull. Um, oh yeah, yeah all this thing which kind of took me out of it a bit at no point did i ever believe that there was a title change was possible exactly i barely knew who the fuck flip gordon was so i assumed he this was this (laughs) the title wasn't going anywhere so i mean it was a fine match and it builds storyline forward for uh you know mighty skull and nick aldis uh for the crockett cup so that's fine i I have no 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 issue with that really it was it was a fine match but it, it just yeah nick aldis is a brilliant talker but I think he needs to be in the ring with the right opponent for me. Like sometimes it works and sometimes it doesn't. Yeah, his in ring is okay. He's fine. Yeah, he's a great you talker. Know? He's phenomenal. Yeah, he's talker. he's a great talker, but he's not he's not the wrestling wrestle man. No, but uh, I mean, I don't need him to be. Is the thing. And yeah. with the right person, he puts on really good matches. But it has to be with the right person. Yeah, I'm not sure Flip Gordon was the right person. But I mean, that's just personal. No, no. yeah. I'm I'm with you. I think I'm with you. Um, although I d- said coming from a point where I don't actually know anything about Flip Gordon, I thought I thought he was good. He could wrestle, so I mean, yeah, that. the match was fine. Um, yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, um, and then finally we had uh, the um, the match I know you were most looking forward to, and myself. Yes, um, Thunder Rosa versus Allison K for the uh, the women's world title. A uh, little bit disappointing. Yeah, I think it was. I mean, it was still it, although it was. No, go you go, you go. No, 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 go on, go on. No, no, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I was going to say exactly what you said. It was disappointing, but it was still very good. I think that's, yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. Yeah. Um, it is, it, it's disappointing because I had quite high expectations. They just didn't quite click for me. Yes. I they told a great story. They told a great story, or they were trying to tell a great story, and I liked where they were going with it. I liked all the different elements of the story they were telling, but it's just the execution was off, and it only seemed to be off because maybe they hadn't wrestled uh, very many times, or yeah. just seemed like they all the timing was just slightly off. It's it's a funny thing as well. Alison Kay is quite tall, and I think that mm. is problematic for some of Thunder Rosa's offense, and maybe they needed to have kind of run through some of that before or you know don't get me wrong i still really enjoyed it and i'm I, I, like i'm not good. i don't get hung up on botches too much like it, it is what it is like these things happen i do i hate them it, so it still tells a story and it's fine but i i think it just it just took me out of it a little bit a couple of at a couple of points like you know 
if you can't get somebody up for the the thunder driver, if that's what they're calling it, then yeah, then just use the foot stomp because that, that yeah, why not? Why not do that instead? Like if you're going to clean that really, anyway, that upset me because it kind of it just it took the sting off the ending of what should have been you know something cool but yeah the the, the weakness uh and the lack of impact of that final uh driver just i don't know Ugh. don't get me wrong though this is still better than you know yeah i still really enjoyed it and i still think it, yeah it was it really was good that, it's still better than aew's women's division yeah yeah no 100 percent. and i think it was probably the best match on the card oh what Rio? yeah is she still champion yeah, yeah, yeah. She's, oh, she's God, they haven't stopped that yet. Jeez, no, Louise. She hasn't been on TV. She's been on TV once in like the last two months. See, I watched Smash of the Beach, which I quite enjoyed, but um, that was the last AEW thing I watched. But oh, anyway, you should, you should watch... Uh, what? Hang on. So did you watch the one on the cruise? No. Oh, <laughs> oh uh, you were a week behind then. You should watch this week's because it was all filmed on the Jericho cruise. Oh, nice. Okay, I'm going to watch that. It's, it's, do you know what? It's really cool. <laughs> <laughs> also, uh, John Moxley uh, with a with a an eye patch like is get, i'm getting real like uh solid snake you get vibes. into eye patch mostly oh <laughs> like it's like you get I'm into like, that i'm i'm he looks so badass with with a like to the point where i hope he keeps it for the rest of his career like, <laughs> like it looks so good he's he, gonna screw with his depth perception but he looks like big boss um i need to okay i need to see this now it's yeah it's really good it's really good uh, anyway um, but hard times i thought overall a very good show maybe not quite as into the fire but um a, a solid show nonetheless and um you know it moves things along they've elevated the tv title it sets up a lot of stuff moving forward for the crockett cup and generally a, a very enjoyable show i thought yeah, I agree. Um, I'm the thing I'm looking forward to is seeing them do another one of these pay per views at like a bigger venue just to see, you know, if that changes the vibe of things, if it adds more of an epic spectacle. Because at the moment, as much as I enjoy these shows, in comparison to the other shows, these pay per views just seem like normal television. It looks like average episode of AEW or NXT or whatever, rather than a pay per view. So they need to uh, move them to a different venue. It'll be interesting to see how this translates to a bigger venue as well. I'm curious about that, whether they can transport the atmosphere and energy to a bigger venue. I mean, aesthetically, it will certainly be nice. It will make it feel like a bigger show. It's just whether they can get, like, kind of maintain some of that element of the rabid kind of very uh, kind of, I don't want to say behaving audience, but I don't like... Let, I don't want it. I don't want it, you know both these guys and fight forever to be dominate the show, and I don't want it to be, you know, I don't want, I don't want yeah. to, I don't want to lose something too much by going to too big a venue. I'm hoping that they're sensible with how they do that. Yeah, keep it small, keep it, you know, keep it with keep it niche, um, and and I hope that the audience that does come knows and respects what this is. From what so. show and goes along with it, like this isn't the show to come and be, uh, uh, you know, I hate to say smart, but you know what I mean. It's not the show to come along and and be cynical. Just you yeah. know, it's it's a fun show. Just go so. go to AEW if you're going to do that, like because yeah, it, exactly. It, because right. but in fairness, it's a show entirely catered for that audience, which is perfect. It's fine. It's something for everybody, and that's that's absolutely fine. But this isn't the show for that. So I'm hoping that yeah. that's not an issue, but we, we shall see. We shall see. Um, I guess we should probably also briefly touch on the Royal Rumble because um, it is the first first step yes. on the road to WrestleMania. 
The road to WrestleMania. You know what? I didn't pe- stick around long enough at the end to see if anyone was pointing at the fucking logo. I mean, did, they're, doing that, that they're doing that in Raw pretty, okay, pretty cool. effectively this week. So, nice. Um, nice. I, I, well, we'll just talk about this in, in brief terms because I don't want to get too far into it because we're going to be talking about WWE probably more in the next few weeks. And, you know, um, the big selling, we can talk, we'll talk about the undercard quickly first. Um, I mean, there's not a lot there. I enjoyed Roman Reigns and Baron Corbin. Having I a... really enjoyed that. I didn't it... think I would. No, but me neither. It was actually really good. Um, and that was quite enjoyable. I thought um, it had, the venue helped quite a lot with that because it allowed them to kind of be a bit more expansive and it didn't feel like, I like when they go to venues that don't feel quite as cookie cutter as, um, as like Raw and SmackDown, they feel a bit yeah. more outlandish and a bit weird and a bit, a bit different. <laughs> outlandish, um, yeah. Although it, it does it, take away from the atmosphere a little, though, because the sound, I don't think, stays yeah. in the in the arena as much as um, some of these other venues do. But uh, it's still good, though. Yeah, I think it's it's a it's a trade off. But if you're going to do a big show, I would prefer them to do. I like that it seems to be a thing now that they do. WrestleMania in a big stadium, and it seems to be a baseball stadium for um, for the Rumble now. This is two years in a row yeah. they've done it, and I'm perfectly fine with that because it gives a different aesthetic. It's a it it just provides something a bit out of the ordinary, and it makes it feel like an important event, but not you know, it's not just another WrestleMania level event. It's something different, which I'm I'm fine with. Um, yeah, the Rumble so, is something different, isn't it? It's just, yeah, well, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Um, and this, so the opener was very good. I couldn't tell you much else about the undercard because I don't remember a lot of it. If I'm honest. Also, so let me let me build this up because there was, I think there was a, a couple other matches that were interesting. Actually, no, there weren't. There weren't. Nope. <laughs> there weren't. <laughs> um, so yeah, um, the the fiend and uh, Daniel Bryan was was that right. was good. Yeah, yeah. I'm just I grateful enjoyed that there were no red lights. Oh, and uh, any any other jiggery pokery bullshit. I just no, like, I quite enjoyed that. I, having watched fiend matches under those red lights, this wouldn't have worked with the strap under red lights. Nah. It just would have it would have been a disaster. So I'm glad that they've got rid of that, and hopefully they'll get rid of that in general because Never. it worked fine. So yeah, no, it's good. No I didn't it. like. Um, I don't like them trying to push this yes movement thing. I think it's done. There is no yes movement. Yeah. You you had you had your chance. You squandered it as per usual. It's not coming back. So yeah, I think that's that's, that's <laughs> fair. Um, They're like also... yes, man, and like half of the audience are like eh, eh. Sure. I um I yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> the uh, ba- ba- uh, Bailey and Lacey Evans best. We leave that alone. Uh, that was, it was yeah, it was garbage. It was garbage. I, do you know what's weird? I don't get why Lacey Evans is a baby face, other than she's she's got a child. That seems and to be it. That's that's all they've got for her. Military? Yeah. But I mean And you know that means a lot in America, man. I guess, but at the same the time like her whole gimmick is is this sort of like like southern kind of uh holier than now kind of like you know, like she doesn't like it's calling everybody tramps and things. You know, it doesn't <laughs> how does that translate to a baby face? I don't understand. I don't know. Because I can feel I can imagine someone like her if she does become popular there is there the sky's the limit with with her background you know i i get that but not, not with this gimmick. you can't make this no. into a top level face with that gimmick it doesn't work <laughs> slut shaming uh military uh, yeah. i guess um so yeah there was that um asker and becky lynch i enjoyed quite a lot i thought that was the crowd that was, was dead <laughs> that that's what really upset me i was like yo this is really good but the crowd just completely 
Oh, yeah. they just didn't give a fuck. And the ending, I didn't think telegraphed the. I don't think like the the, the green mist was such a big deal, and then Becky figuring out how to like counter it should have been way bigger a deal. But it just petered out, and it was just it was, all of this build for bleh. It was. It wasn't well executed, but also the commentators didn't make enough of a thing of it. Like it, it needed to be made more of a focal point and it all happened so quickly that they couldn't do that. And I think that's, yeah. that's a real shame. It was just, yeah. I mean, if she maybe spare in her, um, what's her tag partner's name again? Um, Kyrie Sane. Kyrie Sane. If she maybe missed her and spat in Kyrie Sane's face. So, so she could like, sell it or something but it was just kind of like oh it's back in the air now i'm on the floor yeah i think i think that would have been you know i mean i know it's i know it's a traditional maybe it's a bit passe but like i always enjoyed the older uh, you know so that the the referees distracted say there'd been a ref bump you do the uh the old you know the tag partners holding the baby face baby face ducks the tag partner gets misted and then i don't know rolls up the the heel yeah. for the win i mean it's it's booking 101 really yeah, I agree. The way they did it just didn't, you know, it just seemed like she spat in the air and then she fell over and it was like, okay, the end. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, so. I think that's that's the thing. It, it was a bit like that. So it, it felt a bit abrupt at the end and it, it was a good match, but yeah, they could have done more. Um, which I think leaves us pretty much with the Rumbles as the kind of two other things on this show. Um, yes. So we'll talk about the Women's Rumble first because I don't have a lot to say about it. Um, I absolutely fucking loved it. It was good. I just, I, I just don't have a lot. It was fantastic. Of, like, I've got, I've got a bunch to say. Okay, well let's crack on. I've got so much to say. Okay. No, no. Okay, maybe I don't have much to say, but I, I thought it was fantastic. And the thing is, um, what's her name? Brianna. Oh, Bri? Bianca Belair. Bianca Belair. I thought she was fantastic. She's I'd never phenomenal. seen her before. She, her, she was so athletic, so crisp. Everything she did was just so like well executed and, and i love the story well. they were telling yeah the gimmick uh, and and who was the other lady so sorry guys out there i i'm just getting back into wwe so it was her and another lady that were in for the majority of the time oh, uh, the alexa, first. Bliss. alexa bliss i thought that I, I loved what was happening between them two was, and i loved how they just sorry go no no i, I just I agree with you it was a it was a really strong start um, and Bianca, Bianca Belair was just absolutely brilliant. It was a real no, star-making no, no, I, performance for her. Yeah, I think I think if she's not on the main roster like now, then they're, they're fucking up because well, she, she seems like main a now, star. Though. Oh, okay. Because NXT is is on USA now. It's not really counted as main roster. You know, they're they're being presented as as on the same it level is, as, the, as the brand, okay. as the Liberty brand. So it's That's just a third cool. brand rather than so. I don't know whether people get called up as such anymore. It's kind of just some people work NXT and some people don't. Okay, that's cool. Then I'd like to see her in more pay per view matches then, and and more. I'd like to see the prominence of, of, of you know her and higher prominence because I really enjoyed her work. Um, and it, they built up some really cool um, potential feuds oh, with yeah. her as well. Like her and Charlotte Flair that's, could be really cool. Yeah. Her and the stare down between those two. The stare oh, down between uh, Charlotte and Bianca was yeah, absolutely brilliant. It looked like okay, this could this could turn into something really fucking cool. And then they also just heard to Mina because they just you know, and it just one of the things that watching this rumble made me realize is just the quality of women's wrestling has improved dramatically. Oh god, it's yeah. So 
good. And the and the, and it's like the the athletes that they have now. Like looking at Charlotte Flair and then Brianna, uh, sorry Bianca Belair and and a bunch of the other women. They're so big mm. and they're so athletic, and it's just it's it was really good to see. So I was really excited about that. And I think the women's rumble was probably my favorite thing of the show. So. It's interesting, That's, isn't it? Like, shit's changed. It, it really has. Uh, but it, it's interesting that a lot of the the female wrestlers, I would say, from even from like say ten years ago, where there were wrestlers who were still very good, but like there wasn't a lot of character development. I think a lot of the time it was just no. you know like x x y x y z is the champion and uh she's blonde and pretty and she does moves hey and she's gonna go get sexy correctly did i go correctly am i still around you you sound like the colonel okay plug myself back in hear me yeah i can hear you now it's fine all right there you go yeah yeah you it was right it was like oh sexy mcsexy a lot versus other sexy sexy person and <laughs> it's true it's true it's so true it's so true and like but this is you know it's the character development that i find really interesting because actually almost all the women now who are active in wwe now all have very distinctive characters with and it's not just oh like she's a bitch and she's not a bitch like and like or she's you know uh, yeah sexually promiscuous um like it's it's they're, they're she's gone, a cheerleader they've gone away this from, one's a nurse yeah they've gone away from these sort of like one-dimensional vaguely misogynistic kind of archetypes that they seem to have been built their division around for years and actually arguably a lot of the time the women's wrestling is better than the men's yeah, and certainly on this show. Like, you can I I agree, I agree. And do you know what? Uh, I just wanted to add. I love Beth Phoenix. She's fucking a badass man. There's nothing else for carrying on after she split her fucking split head her head open and was just and she was fantastic oh, in yeah. this match as well. So yeah, good on her, man. I um, uh, have you seen much of Shayna Baszler before? Uh, before no, this? and I'm I'm I haven't seen much of her. And I know she she won our our wrestler female wrestler of the year. I was not impressed whatsoever. Really? Oh wow. I think she's I terrifying like in like the best possible way. She's scary. Way. Oh shit! Yeah, she looks like she could fuck someone up, but because she could. I don't know. <laughs> um, her, she was she MMA before? Yeah, or? she was in the UFC. Oh. So that's cool. But her wrestling, I guess that she doesn't. She's not a wrestler. I guess that's not her thing, right? She. But I, oh, I just no, she means she's a very accomplished wrestler now. Like she has, she's been training for about five years. Like okay, she's... I just didn't like. I just, I didn't, I didn't. I was, I was really expecting a lot because I actually haven't seen her. And I didn't, I wasn't impressed, but I feel like I need to watch her actual in ring and, you know, see her with someone else. And, yeah. I mean, from, from what I saw, I, I was like, oh, uh, um, uh. I, uh, I, I will say the one thing that I enjoyed more than anything in this match, uh, invo- involved, uh, Otis from, uh, heavy machinery. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm Joe Galley, the voice of the National Wrestling Alliance, and you are listening to the WrestleCube. Okay, so we we just had a little technical hitch uh, on on my end uh, with the recording of this. So you might have lost a bit. We were talking about uh, the um, the elimination spot with uh, Maddie Rose and Otis, which is brilliant, um, and um, just generally some of the the kind of bigger spots in the uh, the women's rumble. Um, I guess we should probably talk about the men's rumble as well at some stage. Yeah, let's let's do it. 
it's for me it was in two halves right so you you have uh brock lesnar and post brock lesnar i guess i loved the brock lesnar section because so it was just like he was just like oh it was just beautiful i was like i wanted him to do that the whole way and then for it to end <laughs> And, yeah. and and like I, I kind of wanted him to throw everyone out as they came in before someone else literally just ruined the Royal Rumble and be like, yeah, suck it. <laughs> I, I wouldn't have been against that. I was enjoying it so much. But you know what? Like, I'm fine with Drew McIntyre getting the because uh, he's been getting over really well with the crowd. Like, he's genuinely got momentum and could be a big baby face for them. So I'm okay with that. Like, and he okay, he, cool. He looks the business because... as well. For me, I was like, I the last time I saw him, he was a job a Rooney, and I'm like, wow, wait, what? He's also what? I mean, he's also a lot bigger than he was then. Yeah, he's way bigger. He does um, not look like the same human no, being uh, when he was in three uh, MB. Oh god, I completely forgot about <laughs> all of that. But I, I loved it. I loved um, I well, no, I loved the pre. The the pre Brock Lesnar getting thrown out. Afterwards, it was still fun, but it wasn't, you know, it wasn't as fun. And then, yeah. and then the last final four, I was like, Ugh. yeah, obviously, you know, it, it was so predictable for those people. I guess apart from Drew McIntyre, but that's usually the case is you have the three biggest stars in the oh, company yeah. and a random that gives you hope that the random might win. I mean, in this case, um, though, you had you had. I mean, you couldn't have predicted beforehand that Edge was going to be one of those four. No, no, no. You couldn't unless you had like fallen asleep in a tight <laughs> and then woken up ten years later. Like, oh yeah, there's Edge. Yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I know you you've never been the biggest <laughs> fan of Edge as a main eventer. I we, no, we I discussed this before. Mid card Michael. Mid card Michael. <laughs> um, but I will say, I thought he looked in great shape. Yeah, he did. And he it was huge. A, it was a huge moment for the crowd as well. They obviously, like, it was a very emotional moment. He, for him and for the audience. Um, and it was a nice surprise. It was, because shouldn't he be dead if he wrestles again? Well, see... So what the fuck happened? We're not, nobody's really sure. Um, he He's basically said that he had another neck surgery that will... And then got into fantastic shape. I don't know what that means exactly. But they also... I, I would imagine that a camera crew was probably following him around all day for an upcoming network exclusive documentary. And we'll get the full story at that point. Okay, cool. So like, oh, I've got a robot neck now. Don't worry about it. I'm like, wait, dude, he got, dude. he got cleared. He got cleared. And they are notoriously uh, funny about clearing people. If they think there's any possibility that there will be a liability for paralysis or death or anything or it or long-term injury, like, Look at Daniel Bryan. They wouldn't let him come back for. He had to like. He had to literally fight for and go to you know hundreds of doctors to get signed off. Eventually, yeah, that's the one as well. I was like, wait, why are you back here? When are you gonna die? So <laughs> the fact that he was cleared, like, it means it's possible. But they would not have taken any chances. They're so thorough and so like, you know, they they're a litigious company, so they don't want other people being litigious with them. So yeah. <laughs> Like, there's no way they're taking a risk if he was even, you know, there was even a chance beyond the reasonable chance of a fit and healthy wrestler getting injured that that he would be a liability. They wouldn't be letting him do this. So... Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, like, he's obviously done whatever's happened. Got some of them stem cells straight into his neck. Got some... Anyone gives that South Park reference. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, I, I think that's probably quite... Um, 
yeah, quite likely something along those lines. But so he looked great, and it was a nice thing for the fans. And uh, you know, he was never going to win, but it was a nice thing, and he's back, and that makes for an interesting storyline moving forward. So that's fine. Um, yeah, it does. Uh, uh, yeah. Uh, so Rumble... there was another guy. Oh, sorry. That was in the Rumble. Sorry. Oh, sorry to interrupt you, Thomas. No, sorry. There was a there was a there was a there was another guy, a big black dude. What was his name? Uh, Keith Lee. I really liked him. I'd Keith never seen him before. Is amazing. He was great. Uh, Keith Lee is some has been. He was doing the indies for a few years, and he's a it was a big deal. And then he signed up to um to, to NXT. Uh, he's now there, the NXT North American Champion, and he's fucking brilliant. He the way when he when um, he came out and and uh, well, you see Brock Lesnar, he goes to um, uh, Paul Heyman, who's this big motherfucker, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and then and then he gets in, and then I thought like if you can build this guy up enough that there can some there can be something and then then Braun Strowman came out and then I think there was someone else who was huge and they just had all these huge dudes in the ring cool. and I was like this is cool They're like this is you guys should build with something here because you seem it seems like you have a bunch of guys that can legitimately at least you know from the you know in ring perspective challenge Brock Lesnar as big dudes like yeah. visually he, all of these guys were just as big as he was so I liked that I I, I um Keith Lee uh, bearing in mind you know he can do moonsaults as well yes he was uh, doing all sorts of holy poly shit appar- and I was like oh this guy's sick I've never seen it but apparently he can do a four fifty oh, oh god <laughs> oh lord. Like he is, he. I think he might be like a once in a generation talent. Like he's yeah, a big is... agile dude, and he's got the cachet of being an ex footballer as well. Like he's he's going to be a world champion sooner or later. Like that's, I would love that's to see happen. him go for it. I think you'll get it as well. Like I mean, you know, I don't think it will be long. Bear in mind, they did the the, the triple brand thing at, um, with NXT Raw and SmackDown at Survivor Series, yes. and he was the last man up against Roman Reigns in the, the uh, like, the three-team thing. They have... Th- he's going to be a big deal. Okay, good. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. I'm, I'm, I'm all in. He's I'm on that train. ridiculously charismatic as well. Like, he's this big dude. Like, he doesn't... But, like, big in a way that isn't conventional-looking either. Like, yeah. And... He's a big guy. He's a football player. Yeah. You know, he's a defensive end yeah. kind of... And, and he can go, and he can do all this flippy shit... And he's the one of the most charismatic motherfuckers in the world. Like, it's, yeah, he's got everything. He's he? going to be a big fucking deal. He'll be world champion maybe by the end of the year. Um, well, I'm I'm here for it. I'm I'm signing up. I'm, put my I'm, I'm the all chips over that. on that on that bet. So, um, but yeah, um, I think Rumble overall, a pretty good show generally. Yeah, it's fun, enjoyable. One of the better yeah. ones in recent years. Yeah, my first um, dip into WWE for quite some time, and I'm, and I, you know what, I was, I enjoyed it. I was like, I can watch some more of this. I can, I think I can watch some more of this. This isn't as bad as I remember. Also, you know, the commentary is a little annoying. I think that's one thing that really, yeah, because they had like, so for example, during the Rumble, you had Booker T come in, and he's not normally necessarily a permanent fixture in that team. And I think with everything going on in the Rumble, they were a bit more excitable and a bit more talking over each other and just constantly jabbering away rather than it being... I mean, they're, they're always quite bad, but not normally as bad as that. It's like... they they're, The thing is, they're really professional, obviously. They've been doing this for years and years and they've got a formula down. And... It, but it's kind of robotic. It almost sounds like the same commentary that comes out of the friggin' video games. They're like... 
the cadences are always the same in the same moments and the things they say and they're constantly like you can see how scripted everything they say is and it's just oh it's, i find it just nauseating just how professional it is and it's a bit too slick it's too it's too effing slick and that's what i hated about it it was like oh my god he's hidden with a power bomb sponsored by carl's jr tomorrow night on smackdown this is like and it's like oh my god like this is horrible this is horrible please stop yeah i think it was worse in this match but it is yeah it, it's not yeah not always great um i i, I enjoyed the show overall but i share your um your issues with that um you said it's a nice segue actually because you say that you potentially feel like you could watch a bit more of it maybe we should talk about how you might do that uh, yes with some of Let's. the uh, tv deals that have, have changed so um Let's. wwe has now moved away from sky sports for where they've been since the 80s uh, unbelievable is, yeah um onto bt sport but they haven't actually seen a significant drop off in terms of ratings which is quite interesting, interesting because that's very interesting. It's quite interesting because they're on BT Sport 1, whereas on Sky, they were on one of the lesser Sky Sports channels. So I think it's like Sky Sports Arena or... Sky Sports 57. And it was there. moved around quite a lot. So you wouldn't people... It was hard for people to record it on their Sky Plus boxes. And I think in, in many ways, BT have really pushed the boat out for them. So in a way, they've gone from this sort of complacently guaranteed home on Sky to something that where they're actually kind of a big priority for bt and with sky have stopped actively promoting it for a while now as well yeah absolutely um and this has also allowed them to do a deal with channel five which has got them a highlight show on saturday morning and and sunday morning on terrestrial tv so that's huge it is huge and you know especially with consider how badly itv have handled aew it's a bit of a blow for them as well yeah like AEW has not been promoted whatsoever no. by ITV, well, not but since, not for a while. I think during the Rugby World Cup they were showing spots for um, Dynamite during the games, and that's the last time I saw one. It'd be interesting to see if maybe that'd be something that Sky would pick up to push in that little wrestling slot. That could be. It would be interesting. A, certainly, that'd be a huge deal for for AEW. I but... don't know how long the deal with ITV runs, but um, it'd certainly not be on the realm of possibility in the future. But yeah, in regards to Sky, though, as you said, having your free, having an, a highlights package on Channel Five for free is going to introduce so many people oh, to. Yeah. Um, because one of the funny things about Sky and about BT, and I think BT are going to are going to are going to have to deal with this in a few years' time, is that by taking things or taking everything off terrestrial TV, is what you're doing is you're shrinking your audience for generations right if people can't see it for free they won't know the product exists and sky did this with cricket i think when they took cricket um from channel four i think they've kind of done it with um f1 as well even though f1 still kind of has some um free to air stuff i think them taking it isn't it yeah sky have their f1 channel and have a certain number of live races and then from what i gather the and this certainly was uh i used to have a, a employment at, uh, with sky uh, so I, I am aware of some of these things how it certainly used to be a few years ago but um from what i gather a certain number of races have to be on free-to-air television and then sky have all the other races but they also have the qualifying for everything they have ah. the practice for everything they have all the documentaries all the everything else basically goes to sky yeah, and that, that that shrinks your audience. So I think over the long term or over the 
you know, uh, BT are going to find this out with football, I think, um, because I think eventually that's that's going to come home to roost in some ways. But uh, but but for for um, wrestling specifically, it being on Sky for so long means that no one has been able to discover it, and it's been on Sky Sports specifically when it was on Sky One. More, well, more on Sky One. At least people that did have those basic packages could somehow mm. follow along with the product. Yeah, but I think now BT have it. It's really smart to put on Channel Five because now you go look. You guys want the full experience. You can have a taster here, but come over here where you get football and 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 um, you know all these other sports and everything from BT Sport. You know, get the TV package. Blah blah blah. So I think well. I think it's very clever for them to to do this. It's interesting the timing the time slot they've got as well 10 30 on a saturday morning 10 30 on a sunday morning perfect that is prime perfect family viewing time that is hungover student time that is like you know what i mean that's i i'm in bed and i cannot be bothered to get but up also, how saturday. many kids are gonna see that how yeah many kids are gonna see that and then they might go oh little jimmy might go oh mommy and daddy can i watch uh, can we watch you know can we get bt and dad, you know maybe daddy yeah. and mommy and daddy are sitting there thinking well, I guess we could watch the football as well then. So maybe yeah, we should. Exactly. It, it's it's a smart bit of marketing that benefits everybody involved. Yeah. Channel Five, BT, and Sky. Nobody loses, uh, and uh, WWE. Sorry, nobody loses out of this. It's it's a it's a great deal yeah, all yeah. around. It's it's very smart as yeah, well. Yeah, it's really clever. And again, it also where previously you might have had people watching AEW because it's available free on the ITV player and it's on a late night repeat on ITV Four they're now going to be able to watch wrestling on terrestrial TV and go, oh yeah, this is the real thing. It's not that other thing where I don't know who anyone is except for <laughs> fat Chris Jericho. Like, <laughs> I'm not shaming Chris Jericho, by the way. I think he's brilliant. And I think, actually, so, oh, that Cody Rhodes guy, what, and Goldust, but he's not gay now. What? Yeah. Talking, <laughs> I, I, yeah, we're talking very much about what the, the, uh, you know, Joe, Joe Public might, how they might view this. This is not how I see it at all, but I think Chris yeah. Jericho, if in the unlikely event you're listening to this, you're bloody amazing. Don't change yeah. anything. I love you. <laughs> yes. Please come on our show. Uh, Please. Please. Um, but yeah, so, so it's certainly, it's certainly an interesting time to be a wrestling fan on that respect, in that respect. Um, right. Before we finish up, I want to do uh, something that I've stolen brazenly from the guys at post wrestling. Thank you, John Pollock and waiting for your continued brilliance uh, all the time. But um, Big ups, we love you. yeah, um, we, we uh, want to do some uh, predictions for 2020. So I've just drawn up a list of some things and I'm going to ask you to say whether you think it's likely or unlikely. Okay, I'm ready. Yeah. Right. CM Punk has a match in WWE. Likely unlikely. or unlikely? Unlikely. I agree. I don't think he's coming back. I think he's done. I think he's very happy with what he's doing <laughs> now. He's got his paycheck. He's happy. He's doing other shit. He's good. Okay. Keith Lee wins a WWE World or Universal title. Likely, from what you've just told me. Likely. likely. I think likely. I think he's got star written all over him. And they're they're going to push him hard because he's got everything. And Vince McMahon is probably... uh, Oh, yeah. (laughs) Uh, Cool. Okay. Uh, Luke Harper, who's now been released by WWE, debuts in AEW. Yeah, likely, very likely, extremely likely. I think so. Yeah, I think he'll do well there as well. I think he could have a really yeah, good career will. there. Um, and uh, hopefully, one of the things we talked about with AEW in the past is that a lot of their guys come across as a bit smaller. They don't have as many big guys, and Luke Harper will be an absolute giant in AEW. Yeah, 
you see him do something with the what's his name Jack, Jack Hagar. Oh yeah, yeah, that'd be great. Um, or uh, Wardlow. Wardlow, yes, yes, I, I think that'd be great. I, 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 there's all kinds of things you can do with him, and you know there are plenty of guys. I, I'm looking forward to him turning up and throwing uh, Marco Stunt around. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think that'd be great. <laughs> so Sorry, yeah, there's there's certainly a lot there you can do with him. Um, okay, this one's an interesting one. Uh, a major star from AEW defects to WWE. Ooh, unlikely. I'm going to say unlikely as well. I think if they, if, 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 all their major stars must be on fairly locked in contracts. And even if they're not, I I think it will be a little while before people start seeing whether the grass is greener back in WWE for a bit. A lot of people in AEW are there because they have been burned. By, by the but WWE. everybody comes back eventually. Everybody comes back eventually. Yes, yes, for sure. So, but I think this train is still. They're still. They they still have way more potential, and they're doing they're doing well. They're still on the upward upward trajectory. So I I don't think this year. I think it's the other way around, and I don't know who that would be. Okay, um, NWA Power ends up on the WWE Network. Oh, so this is oh shit, man! How sustainable is that YouTube revenue, and like how how much of a money lizard did it have to be before they go? Mm, I don't know. Oh, dude! I'm gonna say unlikely this year. I'm gonna say unlikely, yeah. But but, but this eventually. year, with that caveat, I'm not saying it's unlikely forever, but maybe not this year. Yeah, I agree. I think it's unlikely for this year, but I think it's something that might. May will I think definitely. Given, given how much of the NWA related tape library, so not the NWA tape library, but taped defenses of NWA championships from the past that exist within WWE's massive library, there is a logical sense to seeing how that could go. I hope it doesn't because I think they're perfectly placed where they are on YouTube, but financially, I can see why that might be something that happens in the future. And it might really, I mean, it might become a weird, I can see it being a weird halfway house between its own thing and a, a new development yeah. territory. Yeah, I can but see that. NXT is huge. It, and it's kind of got the same format as the, what was it, OVW? Yes. Yeah, in terms of the so. studio thing. But, but they could have cool, we could have Starcade and we could have all sorts of cool shit from back in the day. So yeah. I can see it happening, but not this year. You're right. Um, okay, so we've got two more. Uh, Chris Jericho loses the AEW title. Yes, likely, very likely. I think so. I think, but I don't. I don't think it'll be for a little while. I think, it, and I think it will be. It might be at their big all-out show in August, so he will have had it for a year and then loses. Who do you it. think takes it though? I think they might still get back round to Hangman Page. Hangman Page? Yeah, they're doing a lot of things with him at the moment. There's, I don't know where it's going to go, but I, I just think that might be where they loop back round to or Cody. Maybe that's his arc. I think, I think Cody's. It's got to be on Cody at some point. I agree. He is the company, I guess, right? So maybe they're just trying to build up the company to a point where they know they can hand it over to Cody, and it's fine, you know. Because right now Chris is getting people in the door because people know who he is. <laughs> I, to be fair, I think with Cody Rhodes, though, I think if he has a reign, it won't be a long one. I think yeah. I think they're going to do a long if they if they were to put it on, on on Cody I think it will be not a transitional reign necessarily but I think he won't I think with him the money is in the chase I don't yeah. think there's money in him as the guy necessarily it's a bit like it was he's too if, as a babyface certainly I don't see him as the guy 
like as your long term baby face prospect champion, I think he's good for the he chase. He doesn't need it either. No, he, he doesn't. doesn't need he it. Doesn't. He doesn't. But Hangman Page is I enjoy his in ring, but he doesn't have a personality. He's he's been doing that recently. He's been drinking. <laughs> Here's the one. I don't know. Likely or unlikely, Pac will be AEW world champion sometime. I hope so. Uh, do you know what? Yeah. I'm, I'm going to say likely. I think actually that might be what happens. Whoever takes it off Jericho loses it almost immediately to Pac. Yeah. I could I mean, see he's that. He's just a shit, fucking piece of shit heel he's that everybody great, hates. Yeah. He I love it. He describes himself as the bastard. I love it. He's so good. He's so good. Um, uh, I, I think that's the other... Uh, there's a lot to... to to, that could go on there i don't know um i will say actually in fairness uh at uh, hangman page this week on on um it won't be up yet on itv yet but i, I watched a bit of it on fight um he is um he, he does he comes down to the ring drunk or purportedly <laughs> drunk hands his beer to one of the young bucks and then does his uh buckshot larry over the ropes <laughs> <laughs> a literal hold my beer uh that's pretty funny i'm yeah. gonna i'm gonna check that out I, I, would, I would have a look at that it's great um okay so and the last one i've got is well i think we might have answered this already but we'll see um Stu bennett has a match in an nwa ring oh Ooh. oh man likely at their biggest pay-per-view so if they're going to do a really, really, really big pay-per-view and they really need they really need to pack out the seats, then bad news, Barrett, Stu, Stu whatever the hell his name is. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you very much. Will be the guy that will help bring people to either buying it on pay-per-view or turning up to the, the arena. So I think, against? oh, see, yeah. Well, that's an interesting one as well. Oh, I mean, Nick Aldis, I guess, is the guy. Yeah, He's the I guy. was thinking that. Nick Aldis, maybe Eli Drake? I, could see that as I well. was thinking, I was hoping someone like Eli Drake or maybe James Storm. I, I was hoping Eli Drake because I feel like... He's got so much potential with the with his charisma and whatnot, but yeah, I think it's likely because he's the he's the biggest star on that show by far. <laughs> actually, I've got I've got one more actually, one more NWA related one. We'll finish up with this one. Uh, likely, unlikely, Nick Aldis loses the NWA title in twenty twenty. <laughs> So people keep titles for quite a long time in the NWA, don't they? They seem to, yeah. Yeah. I think he will because I think he will lose it this year. Because there seems to be a lot of people that could maybe I could see I can see Eli Drake being the champion by the end of this year. I I don't know who is gonna take it off him, but I, I think before the end of the year he will. I, I actually yeah. think I actually think it might be Tim Storm. Wow, yeah, that could be cool. I think they might I think they might go back to Tim Storm as champion even for one more run before he retires. He deserves it. So. I hope so. I hope so. I'd like to see it. I think it could work really well, especially if they do the whole television title Lucky Seven thing and he's got a real journey to get there and finally, you know, having been, you know, kind of disqualified from competing for that title on the first episode of Power, you do that as like a on a big show somewhere down the line. I I think you could do brilliant business with that uh, and it'd be a lovely moment before he runs yeah. into the sunset um, yeah no i think you're right 
we'll see. That's just a, crossed. Hopefully. Right. Um, so uh, before we say goodbye, um, you can check out uh, the WrestleCube at uh, soundcloud.com slash WrestleCube. Uh, you can check out our social media posts on facebook.com slash WrestleCube, on Twitter at, at WrestleCube, and on Instagram at, at WrestleCube. Uh, Daniel, is there anything else you'd like to add before we go? Uh, no, I guess we're, we're going to try and uh, do some more stuff on social. We did some stuff for Instagram, and I'm hoping to do some more stuff for uh, video gamey stuff. I, I know I said that last time, but it didn't happen. It's going to right. happen this Pete, time. Anybody listening to this uh, knows we are we describe ourselves as a very relaxed podcast and very relaxed. Uh, our attitude towards getting stuff done is also quite relaxed because guys hey. i don't know if you know this we've got lives you know yeah we've got shit going on we've got, so. we've got lives so you know yeah it's, well, it's, we're out it's, here putting out this wrestling crack for you to smoke yeah exactly <laughs> smoke that pipe johnny smoke that pipe yeah smoke it down right on that bombshell uh i've i've been tom mimner and i've been cube akinbola <laughs> uh and uh thank you very much Good night. Cube!